tonight on AfterBuzz TV, Thursday night football after show, NFC South battle, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. Carolina's still in the playoff hunt. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> North Carolina is taking their shirts off and celebrating because their season's not over yet. Allegedly. Technically, <laughs> mathematically, it is not over yet. We're going to break it down live on AfterBuzzTV.com, on the AfterBuzz TV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud. You're liking, subscribing, telling your friends about the wonderful world of AfterBuzz. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I am Josh Tariff. Full gang is here. Yeah. I think the last time we were all here was the 2004 season. <laughs> Lovely lady next to me is Miss JJ Jurgens. Hi guys, you can follow me at JJ Jurgens on Twitter. Over on the other side, the lovely Jill Monroe. Hello, you can check me out at Stiletto Jill everywhere. And finally, the lovely Michael Rippey. Or as you could say, the champion in DraftKings. <laughs> you can find me on social the media champs at Mike Rips. Yeah, he came back from his from his like excursion of his like long trip on my on my dime from from. The and Yeah. Can, can I just say that? <laughs> no, I re- you can't. I really. No, no, no. I just want to compliment you. I really oh. like how you. Uh, you really get all the links and shout out to YouTube and all this stuff to find <laughs> us. It's pretty impressive. That, 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 that's that's what we're supposed to do here. That's it's, we want people to find us it's and like us and listen <laughs> and tell their friends and the mortal enemies. Well, only if you were as good as DraftKings as you are at that. Oh. oh. All right, um, and um, Carolina. That's the and show. Yes, no, no, it? no, I'm done. Good night, good night, guys. Good night. I, I missed this, this beauty, you know? It was right. so calm when it was just us ladies. No, I'm just, I'm just lonely. <laughs> Glad you're on separate sides of the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's good that you're arm distance, more than an arm That's why I'm apart. over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ooh. NFC South battle. Carolina Panthers tonight defeated the New Orleans Saints 23-20. to we had a decent game on Yay. Thursday night. We're we all here. We had that. a decent game. Not and isn't that something to be thankful for? It is. You know, it's like right. a little a little prelude to Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the type of game that we were going to expect from these two mm-hmm. offensive powerhouses. Right. But we got a surprisingly good defensive game from both teams. And it, and it kept it exciting. Literally went came to the last play. Mm-hmm. Down to the wire. Yeah, I'll take it. That's been much better than the last couple of weeks oh, here. Yes. Where it's been a little struggle to stay up and be here at night. When it's been a little boring. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I haven't been here. <laughs> he, he was busy, like, on a cruise ship. Yeah. And, you know, how much, did, how much money did I lose to you? No, it was not enough. This is not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that going. Keep tuned in. I must get my money back. Um, but yeah, so so overall, this game, like I said, kind of went back and forth. Carolina really dominant in the first half, and then all of a sudden, New Orleans exploded in the fourth quarter because we got um, towards the end of the half. It was thirteen to three, and New Orleans was driving, getting ready to take a field goal, try to get it, you know within one score head into the half, mm-hmm. and then we had. A great defensive play that the refs destroyed. Womp. Well, the refs didn't destroy it. The Carolina defender. He, he 
It was a block in the back, more than ten yards away. <laughs> but it was a block in the back. It was he a, was nowhere near getting a, to the guy. Yeah, well, he was. It was out of the play, but he still was a block in the back. But nonetheless, it didn't matter because they still scored a touchdown. No, no. The, yeah. Thank, yeah. thankfully, this way the Carolina fans did not a- attack the referees at the half. They immediately then went and had that beautiful play from Cam Newton to Ted Ginn's. Right. Welcome back to the league, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a little missing this season, right? Um, yeah. That was his first touchdown of the season. He had 10 touchdowns last year. Now, that was without Kelvin Benjamin. And all of a sudden, this was his first one of this season. Can I just say one? that Kelvin Benjamin, as much as the hype was, you know, last season, um, about losing him, what the expectation was, and he went out, and obviously the Panthers had a historic season. His return, kind of underwhelming. No, 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 well, let's let's talk about that, because really, on the offensive side, Carolina on paper was even better than they were last year. But, you know, thank, they've won three of their last four, so they've kept their season alive. They're now four and six. But why... Why do we think that is? Why do we think the offense is not really clicking? Kelvin Benjamin is the type of guy. He's Cam Newton as a wide receiver as far as his size and just athleticism. He should be getting the ball thrown to him like every play. And they were really like in sync before he went out. It was re- last season. It was really a concern. And so far this season, it just, I don't know if it's Cam and whatever he's going through trying to balance himself out and not be as flamboyant this season. And maybe that's taking away some of his joy and thus his connectivity. Mm-hmm. But it's just, they're not working out. Um, I know that Josh Norman was a big missing piece, but sure. that has nothing to do with, with this side of the ball. Yeah. So you just kind of wonder. And Kelvin, mm-hmm. he only had four targets tonight. He had three catches for 56 yards. So for only getting the ball thrown him four times, it's a very good game. But why is arguably one of the most athletic receivers in all of football only getting the ball thrown him four times against uh, New Orleans secondary. Well, that is not good. It's, it's a pretty mm-hmm. easy answer to that. And that is? That Carolina got out to a big lead and they tried to just coast the way home, which is what they've been doing lately, which is what they did last week and they lost. They tried to do it again tonight. They they ended up winning, but you saw that they almost lost tonight again. But, he didn't, but I think three of these four targets were in the second half. Once they got the lead, they just run the ball, tried to run off the clock and play not to lose. They played like a prevent defense, but mm-hmm. prevent themselves from winning, which is why they had the big lead and they almost lost again, but that's what happened last week against Kansas City. They're getting tight. After they get the lead, they're getting tight. Uh, the offense hasn't been a problem for Carolina, if you ask me. It's been the defense. Well, the, well, the defense has definitely struggled a lot more. Obviously, lost to Josh Norman, a that's bunch, of, bunch of young young guys in the secondary. But, I mean, Cam tonight... Not a good game. 14 of mm-hmm. 33, 192 yards, one touchdown. That is not a Cam Newton game. He, But it hasn't been a Cam Newton season, if you no. really think about it. He just, what, had his first dab last Sunday in celebration. I personally think that, that he kind of sealed their season by hitting that dab, at least the game last week. But um, <laughs> I think that just something's going on with Cam, and he's not connecting. And if he's not ha- football happy, then... It's sort of like a dark cloud that resonates out. And if he's not in the pocket making it work, it's kind of shady for everyone else on offense. Look, they've lost a bunch of close games this season. They're obviously having a a really bad season compared to last year, but it's not over yet. They're four and six. They're two games back. Still alive. Look at the schedule. I, I think tonight possibly could have been his shoes. So maybe he should have uh, retired. I was not. 
<laughs> you don't like his fashion sense. His, no, I like. I, I applaud his fashion. His pregame I shoes had a mullet. Were, yeah, these ones were bad. <laughs> so maybe you should just not let those come out again. You know? Have you seen any of his post game outfits? Where yeah, he's he had kinda a great like hat on Mr. Planner or the Mr. Peanut or something. I don't know. He's just <laughs> he's going through some things. You I know? I think he's talking to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> maybe he's got some fashion going on. Oh God! And maybe um, you know maybe Cam will dress up as a photographer next time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, as as happy as Carolina is for escaping with the win, they did not seem all that happy because pretty much the heart and soul of that team was carted yeah. off the field yeah. towards the end of the game. Yeah. Well, luckily though, it was just a concussion. Not a. F- they were talking about it when he got Luke Keekley got hurt that maybe he did something to his leg, mm-hmm. but actually just being uh, tested for a concussion. So much better situation. Than but it. but a little scary since po- very scary. yeah, and also since he was missed last year with you he know missed, that, yeah. missed three, games, three games and it's like yeah. <laughs> Never, never good with a concussion. But the the way the announcers were talking about it, they thought it was going to be like a leg injury. I, mean, yeah. I was I was utterly confused. The commentators were talking about that was a leg yeah. injury, and the replay it looked nasty, like his leg was it, flat, and then it, someone fell on it. But he also got hit hard in the chest, and I mean he he looked like he was having trouble breathing. So my thought was it was like a rib injury, and then all of a sudden they talk about always oh, being tested for a concussion, and I'm watching the replay, and I'm like. I don't feel like he got hit in the head at all in that play. So I was like, where did the concussion come from in that play? But, yeah, out of the options, I guess that's the best one uh, for it because hopefully then he – it's not – Hopefully it's not serious. A a serious one. Maybe he misses a game, but hopefully he's certainly back to keep on this. Well, Carolina has no chance if he's out for an extended period. Oh, sure. They need him. He's the heart and soul of the entire defense in that team. Yeah. Uh, he's the Cam Newton of their defense. So Yeah, and he, he was everywhere tonight. I mean, yeah, he, he's a huge uh, reason that Carolina is successful defensively. So they need him if they're going to continue winning the rest of the season. And their schedule's kind of ugly. I'm sorry. I, I, I see. Is it though? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They play uh, the Raiders next. After that, they play Seattle. Mm-hmm. Following that, um, they play San Diego at home. That's a winnable one. Then the Redskins, you know, up in the air as in Atlanta. I look at the schedule. I think they can go five and one. I think they really. Can, I think they can get to nine and seven and possibly win the, the Wait, division. Jill, what, what were their next five? So we have Oakland, Oakland Seattle, Seattle, San Diego okay. at home, the Redskins away, and. Um, the Atlanta uh, Falcons and the Buccaneers. Yeah, Falcons and Buccaneers. Some, they're, they're good teams there, but uh, if Carolina plays to their their yeah. talent level, I think the only game they're going to lose is at Seattle. They could still win that one too. Mm-hmm. I, I I can see them being like that sneaky team and getting that win in Oakland. Oakland is is not that good mm-hmm. at home this season. Right. Oakland's been winning all the games and, on the road, and I like Oakland as a team, but I think Carolina could easily win. That well, game. yeah, because that, that's 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 one of those things where you know if. Their defense isn't consistent in Oakland. So it could be like one of those off days. So I can see Carolina sneaking that one in. Seattle, they'll not beat. I don't think they'll beat San you know, Diego. You know what? I I think they might be able to sneak off that win in Atlanta. You you could look at this realistically, the way they're playing this 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 season. You could look at each of those games and say that they're going to win or lose. Because they could beat all those teams if they're playing to their A-level. And they could lose to all those teams if they don't bring their A-game too. And this season, they haven't been bringing their A game, and that's why they're losing. But last week, they played Kansas City. Kansas City, in my opinion, is one of the best four teams in the league. Yeah. They had them beat easily. And no they one's just talking about up. Kansas City. So my point they're is that quietly. if Carolina plays for four quarters and to their level, they can beat any of those teams. 
But have but they done that all season? They haven't. They've been them. wildly inconsistent. However, they were one and six or one and five. They're now four and six. I think they should have beat Kansas City last week. I just don't count out a team that was fifteen and one last year. I mean, last year they won fifteen of sixteen. There's yeah. no reason to say that they can't do it. It's not likely, but I'm not going to count them out. They're only two games back. They still play Atlanta once, who's in the lead. We'll see. And New Orleans the same way, four and six. New Orleans is still right there. Yeah. Let let, let well yeah. The whole division is a battle. Atlanta still leads it, but it's still definitely within still, reach for anyone. It's still a game. You know the division is still up in the air. But let, let's talk about New Orleans a little bit now. Now Absolutely. also four and six. Yep. Uh, Drew, we were talking about a, a not Cam Newton like game today. It certainly was not a Drew Brees like mm-hmm. game today. Um, Thirty five of forty four. So it's, that was pretty good. Yeah. Two hundred eighty five yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and one fumble. His first half was brutal. It, I, I felt like I was watching a quarterback for a um, um, a team that I think is the most disappointing in the league in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, wow. This fir- in that fir- at least in the first half. Second half, he came back to normal. Mm-hmm. But I think it was he was like- shaking off mm-hmm. that um, Sunday loss still? Because that was pretty brutal. It's been a bad four days for New Orleans. They should have beat yeah. Denver last week, and they, they could have won tonight. But even last week's game is the one that's going to be – they're going to look back on this season and look at last week as the one that really – killed their season because they should have won that game. I mean, they can't kick an extra point. If they kick an extra point, they win the game. Instead, they get it blocked and lose on that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And then yeah. if you look at the stats for tonight, Drew Brees looks good. At his, if you're just looking at the stats, but that's why stats can lie. Right. He had a terrible interception. And uh, the one thing I would say for New Orleans is that I like the uniforms tonight. What'd you oh, yeah, that? I do too. <laughs> I thought the yeah. uniforms were cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he had, um, you know, uh, Ten different um, receivers caught passes from him. So I mean, he he's really good at spreading the ball, and that's why, like when it comes to when it comes to on the on the fantasy side of it, other than drafting Drew Brees, you're like I don't know who else in New Orleans I would want to draft because he just constantly shares the ball with everybody. But the the big thing here, so New Orleans also suffered a big blow with Mark Ingram mm-hmm. yes. going down, being tested for a concussion as well. After his game a few weeks ago, where he got benched. He's been really tearing it up, he, and he was having a solid game today until he got hit hard in the head in the third quarter and was gone from there. So, I mean, that could be a real devastating blow because he's well, one of their yeah. he's one of their fastest players, well, he, especially in the backfield, like with the screen pa- the short screen passes for him to go. He's he's actually having a pretty poor season, if you ask me. And uh, that's why the last couple of weeks, he had one really good game two weeks ago, I think it was. But Tim Hightower actually had a better game than him tonight. And Hightower played the whole game. Hightower, <laughs> I mean, Hightower rushed for 69 yards on 12 attempts. And I like Mark Ingram, but I don't think that they've been using him as much this season as they have in the past. And do you guys think there's anything to the fact that we saw multiple guys get possible concussions tonight and we just had Sean Merriman here before and he told us that the older players don't recover as well for the shorter weeks. For the short mm-hmm. week and you I mean know? both were coming off of bad losses where you know maybe they And, and if you're looking at these guys I mean Mark Ingram's an older player in the league and and he, so he's been yeah. around what five six years. He's an older running back. If you're looking at the league, I mean he's he's on the older side than the younger side. And yeah, same thing start. with Luke Keekley. I mean these guys are young if you're comparing them to like your age in normal life. But in the NFL, you have a short career. Yeah, he's 20, 26 20, years yeah. old in the sixth season. <laughs> sixth season for a running back that's not that young anymore, really. When you're looking at the running back, so I don't know. I'm just wondering. You think it's anything to do with the the shorter weeks that we're seeing the concussions? It's maybe something to follow. I mean, we are pretty deep into the season, so there's going to be that fatigue just from, even though um, 
you know, they're both pretty fresh off by weeks within the past two or three weeks. But I think that obviously the further we get into the season, we're headed into, is this week 11? This Yo, we're, we just began week okay, 11. Okay, so yeah, week 11. That's pretty deep into the season coming off of a short week. So I think fatigue is going to be a factor in any of that, even if you don't, if there's not specifically an injury or something that you're concerned about, just the fact that where we are in the season, a short week and, you know. Right before class. and mm-hmm. and what what about this though? Like Coach Sean Payton obviously led the Saints to a Super Bowl. Not well, what five six years ago now? It's been, uh, oh, been Super Bowl forty four. So it's been six years. Yeah, so so. Been, yeah. So six years. The last couple years, Saints are turning back to just being Mister Mediocre. Can I can I just mm-hmm. throw a theory out there that it's not my own theory? I've heard it, but if you remember, you take the credit for it. It's cool. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, Sean Payton. He was suspended for a season. You guys remember? Yes, that? he was. Right, yeah. He missed an entire season. Yes. There's a theory. I don't know if you subscribe to it, but when he got that season off, that he enjoyed his life so much and realized like what he was missing as a football coach. That ever since he came back, he couldn't be as good a football coach as before that. Think about it, because all these football coaches, all they do is sit in an office weekend. They have no family life. They don't get out. They're just studying game plans for you know 16, 17 weeks. And then he got a whole week, a whole season off, and he like saw this whole another life that he could be living. Like, wow, I don't have to sit in the office every day. <laughs> so when he got back from that season's long suspension, he's he just couldn't playing dedicate, through his contract. Well, I mean, not that he just couldn't dedicate himself the exact same way as before because he saw the other side. It's something to Maybe think about. Maybe you want to do a little more balance. It's not. I'm not no, I'm, it's, <laughs> it's better work life balance. balance. It's, yeah. not, it's, and it's, it's not that far fetched. It's not that it's not that he's given his all. It's just you know you need to it, like once if he was given a hundred percent before that suspension, and then now he's given ninety seven percent. That little extra three percent could be the difference. Could be big. And you, it's probably true when you think about it. For a whole year, he got to enjoy his life. And then, if, if Saints miss the playoffs, is he fired? I don't think so because New Orleans has that consistency with Drew Brees and, and Sean Payton, and they're they're competitive, and they they've actually had a decent season. They just fallen short in some of these games. They're going to look back on some of these losses that they had, and they were close. And mm-hmm. they're going to. I don't think they're going to get because I because I, I feel yeah. like it's kind of a Tom Coughlin situation in New Orleans where they feel like all right, you got us a ring, so we've given you this leeway. But that gap is is closing at this point because the defense has not improved. Their offense, you got you got Breeze who will make anyone look good, but no one else. I mean, I still feel their biggest mistake was trading Jimmy Graham because they have not really had an offensive threat like Jimmy Graham since then. Well, they, they do have Brandon Cooks. He's not the tight end, but and, 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 they and he's signed, good. They signed Kobe Fleener in the offseason, who's not a Jimmy Graham. He's having a terrible season so far. He is. He, he's not he did a, have a touchdown he did tonight. Get one, I was gonna say. He did. Yeah. He's not having a great but, season though. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I, I honestly, if if the Saints end below eight and eight, I think Peyton's gone. Wow. You don't think hmm. he wants one more season? Can we, like, put, can we put like a pizza on that? Because I think he's definitely coming back. A pizza? Yeah, like a pizza, and we'll all enjoy it. So even when you lose, we'll all get pizza together. <laughs> on you. On yeah, Josh. I'm with these guys, too. I don't think he's out after this <laughs> Come one. Come on. I, I think he has. Hey, let's bet. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Pizza. Pizza. So then you're pizza. something new by the pizza. Well, if, not if, if, if I win, though. Well, no, if, if you no, lose. If Sean, yeah, yeah. yeah, if Sean Payton's fired okay. on me, for okay. sure. Okay, But if, you're if, on. if Sean Payton's back, then it's on you. Okay, right, you're cool. on. Here nice. we go. I just want a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting pizza now. It doesn't matter. He's got to wait like six weeks. Hey, but. that's all right. <laughs> that's like the next time I can eat it, so it's good. There you go. <laughs> what? 
Are you, are you on a diet? Right. He's already he already has he already has his cheat yeah. day planned yeah. out. I know. I like that. Now. I like that. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Um, and that was six weeks year. away. Yeah, like next year. Wow. <laughs> Pizza in the new year. So, um, so, so, so right now, Atlanta still leads that division, like we were saying. Yeah. Uh, Jill, you kind of have the playoff scenario. If the season ended today, as we get as we begin week eleven, what what are we looking at right now? What are we looking at? Um, you mentioned Atlanta in the NFC, right? Yeah. Sorry, because. You know, I'm moving a little slow. We care about that. Um, so <laughs> right now, obviously, the division leaders are the Cowboys, mm-hmm. Seahawks, Falcons, and Lions. Okay. Wild card, Giants and Redskins. And close in the hunt, but not likely, um, Eagles, Vikings, Cardinals. We'll just, like, give it to you right there. Stop there. Bucks lower down the list. There's a tie, but. So that's on the NFC side. On the AFC side, the division leaders are the Patriots, Chiefs, Texans and Ravens, um, the wild card teams, Raiders and Broncos. Can you believe that it's the Raiders and Broncos? I honestly thought the Raiders were leading the division, but I guess it's the Chiefs. Chiefs. It's, it's the just Chiefs. the tiebreaker. Yeah, it's the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. And so close behind Michael's Dolphins. Um, the Titans <laughs> who he's been cheering for. Johnny, he, he's, he's, he's been tearing it up the last month. Yep, Pizza. and Steelers and Colts. So, um, but when you, when you say that, think about it. You had three teams in the AFC West and three teams in the NFC East in the right. playoffs. Crazy. If the season ended today, yep. yeah, it's not going to end like that, though. Who? So oh, who yeah. do you see? Okay. There you go. I was just going to say. Yeah. You go. Go ahead. Ask it, Jill. Ask it. <laughs> well, who do you think? So, who do you think I, um, is the odd man out? Like. Well, Let's go to the NFC. I think because the AFC, it's it's like it's possible, but the, I don't see the NFC getting both uh, two teams from the NFC East. I think that the the Cardinals are going to get in still. Oh really? Yeah. Really? I hope so. I think the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, to drop, but who gets bumped out? I. This is kind of crazy, but I could see both the Giants and the Redskins not being in. I could see the Eagles. I like the Eagles more than the Giants and the Redskins hmm. in that division. They're only one game back there, and then I like. I think the Cardinals will get in. Um. I'm I'm thinking the the Giants will fall out and I don't know how but but I'm yeah I'll say Arizona I was about to say Green Bay but I think their yeah. season's done so I'll, I'll I'll go with Arizona as well sneaking in but I'll just I think Redskins will still make the playoffs though. see I think one of those teams either the I don't I, think the Redskins are gonna make it it's, I think reason. one of those NFC East teams it's like a crapshoot mm-hmm. flip a coin I'd take the Eagles I'm not confident in it but I think the Cardinals are gonna get in I like the Cardinals I still think they got it they'll get in I like to go on pedigree mm-hmm. these teams mm-hmm. were good last year I think they'll get in. And then AFC, you think all three AFC West will get in? Well, I said on uh, Monday night that I think that well, – I've, I've said this for a while. I think the Chiefs are going to win that division. Mm-hmm. And I think the Raiders will get a wild card. And I think the Broncos will miss the playoffs, even though that went But over. you just said you go on pedigree. So how are you going to say the Super Bowl <laughs> champions are going to miss the playoffs? That's a fair point. It's a, it is a fair point. But they lost their quarterback. I don't like their new quarterback. They don't have a running back. They don't really have an offense. But that game against New Orleans last week was huge for Denver. That was a, that was a sneaky win that's going to save them. They, they – We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Getting good. And I, yeah. th- I think Denver's been winning games that they really shouldn't win, but they're winning on their defense, and we'll see. What? I just don't think Denver's what, – what's Denver's record now? I think they're 7-3. Seven seven three? Seven three. I said I think Miami's getting in over Denver. Well, yeah, yeah. Kind of Miami's 6-4? 5-4. 5-4. 
Well, they're five and four. Five and four. Mm-hmm. But that get, that's you know, a little that's possible. No, that no, that is. That, <laughs> I talking in two weeks. I'm, I might have. I don't remember if I said it on this show, but I honestly don't think that Denver was going to make the playoffs either. Oh, wow. Um, I just, I mean, Trevor Simeon is not that good of a quarterback. Their defense is great. Don't get me wrong. Um, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. And if you ask me, but for, do you if, think that if they would have rolled with Brock, like if he had, no, I think Trevor I mean, Simeon's better. Than I, Brock I, I think, so, I think, okay. they'd, honestly, I think they'd be in about the same boat as they are now. Maybe a difference of a win here or there, but, but I, to me, Simeon and Osweiler. Are pretty similar, except one makes like twenty million, the other makes like. Well, that's <laughs> that's an issue, um, but yeah, well, we'll we'll see what's up. We still got plenty of season left with that. Do we got any other news or gossip this week? Well, I think I, I mean I think for me the biggest news this week was uh, Tony Romo's speech. Romo. Can we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> I just like for me this is what just an amazing moment in sports, and it's just like what being well being what an athlete is all about. I mean, if somebody it's got to be so hard for him to. I just thought what he said was amazing, and I thought for a guy to completely take himself out of it and, you know, put for the good of his team, and I thought his speech was well-worded, and I was a fan. I liked the sports moment. Um, no, I agree. I mean, the results are what we expected because Dak just keeps winning. And do I think that Tony Romo wrote that on his own? No. But that said... Do you think he really... But, that but I do yeah. think I do emotion. think that that he he was he did it was heartfelt because the guy he's showing he is a teammate he is a leader and he had been in that same position. Right. That's who how do you he think got wrote his it position. for him? I don't know. Some, I'm going to disagree. I some, think he some, wrote it. Some PR guy. Um, but do you think, I, I think because it. it was written down, it wasn't from the heart? Because I saw no, who was no, it was. I think he, Ray Lewis mm-hmm. saying that he didn't feel that it was, you know. It might have been genuine, but because it wasn't just his words flowing, which I felt isn't fair because not everyone is a wordsmith. I do do think even I do think it was still genuine. And and I I respect it because here's a guy who really, if he wanted to, could get traded and be a starter on at least half of the teams in the NFL next Mm -hmm. week. And he sees the camaraderie in the team that made him and he wants to stay with that team and ride this thing out. Do you think that part of that though is because of the fact that Dak is a rookie? You know, this thing could flame out at any time. We don't think so and Dak hasn't carried himself like the typical rookie. It's it's the story of Brady and Bledsoe all over again. He could hit the wall and Romo come in and save the day and then what? I mean, that would be a Cinderella comeback, right? You already said he said the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl and Romo is going to be MVP. Tony Romo is going to play this season. I don't understand why. Why? It's a nice speech. It was well said, well thought of. There's going to be a point where Dak shows his, that he's a rookie, he's going to have a bad game, Tony's going to get him back in the game, and you'll see. I'm just telling you. we got a lot of time for this to happen. <laughs> I, I can time. see that happening. I really can. I feel like while his speech was heartfelt and a great veteran and setting himself up, should Dak run the table or so forth, you know, Romo can exit at the end of the season, not even with the trade, because if they cut him, the Cowboys save money, and then he could pick where he goes. Well, just today, Jerry Jones said that he still thinks he's not going to do anything with Tony in the offseason, and that Tony has another five seasons left of competitive football. Now, like that might just be talking and Jerry yeah. Jones doing his thing, because yeah. there's a b- bunch of teams that will be interested in Tony Romo in the offseason. 
But realistically, I'm not just saying this because we're doing this. I really do think that Tony's going to play this season. I think he's going to be the he's going to be the season. The Cowboy season is going to fall down to Tony Romo. I don't think it's going to come down to Dak Prescott. Mm. I think Dak Prescott's been great. I think Dak Prescott has proven that he's the future of the Cowboys. Whether that's you know right now moving forward or, or next season or maybe in two seasons. He's done well. I don't. I don't necessarily think you put Tony in yet, but there'll be a moment where Tony gets in the game, and I and I think Tony Romo is a better quarterback. I don't even think it's a question to be honest that Tony Romo is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. It's not even close in my opinion to be honest. But Dak Prescott has this team rolling. They've won eight in a row, and uh, so you can't change it now. But there'll be a time that Tony plays this season. You'll see. I would love to see that scenario be true because I I would love to see that happen, and I would actually like to see Tony leave then after. Um, I would like to see him play for a different team next year. I think, they, like, I think they've all handled up, it well, though. Dax handled yes. it well. Tony's mm-hmm. handled it well. And uh, it'll play itself out. These things usually do. So, slightly off topic, based on the performance last week, because we kind of talked about midseason awards a couple weeks ago, do you think Ezekiel Elliott jumped in the lead for the MVP race? I do. He was He's incredible. Yeah. I think that's why you're seeing such a good play from Dak. I think Dak is good. Yeah. But it's been his game has been made a lot easier because he's got this guy named Ezekiel Elliott who's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Or is it the O-line? Mm-hmm. Because I've heard well, a lot the O-line's of O-line's been amazing. The O-line of Dallas is incredible, and that helps both of them for sure. Yeah. But having a weapon like Ezekiel to go with it, it makes it a lot easier on Dak. Dak's really good at the play action, and that is strictly attributed to being able to have a great running back that everyone thinks is getting the ball. And when he does get the ball, basically scores touchdowns or you don't even touch him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're both having great seasons. I like Dak as a quarterback. He's done really well. He, I saw him, and in, in, I remember uh, I went to the preseason game against the Rams. It was the first game, and I remember thinking, man, like he was awesome. I was impressed right then mm-hmm. before, you know, who knew it would happen now. And he's great, and he's done amazing. But I still think that Tony Romo is an elite quarterback. While he's brittle and gets hurt a lot, we'll see. There's a lot. Wait till it gets a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, and, it's a lot and, of pressure to and, put on a rookie and, quarterback. And any, any other news this week? Because I, I thought I know of some other news. I don't know if you have it written there. I don't. Um, what I, about, no, go ahead. What about Jared Goff? Oh Jared Goff is He's starting, starting on Sunday. Finally, the number one pick in the draft is actually going to play football. <laughs> Do we think they waited too long, or is this the right time for Goff to start? Well, they definitely waited too long, but here's the reason they waited this long. I was thinking about it for a while, because there's no answers to why you would not have played Jared Goff. <laughs> However, hear me out. This is the only reason. Jeff Fisher is a disaster of a coach. He's always been been a disaster of a coach. But he had one thing in his pocket, and that was Jared Goff. And he's trying not to play him for a while so that he didn't have to use it. Because all he has left is this Jared Goff thing. If Jared Goff isn't good, then what does he have left to say? He's got nothing Mm -hmm. left. He could at least sell everyone on the hope of Jared Goff for a while. Did you hear the explanation that, um, I can't remember where this came from, something about, so when Jarrett was in college, he didn't face as complicated as offenses. He didn't um, run the, even call the plays on the field for his team so that it was more of a learning curve thing yeah. for him and getting acquainted with the playbook as well as NFL Needed. football. Do you buy that? But I mean, he's the number one pick. I buy that a little bit. Yeah, here's my thing. If he's the number one pick, why would they draft someone who doesn't know how to do that? With a number well, one pick. And not only that, you can you see this in other teams and coordinators and coaches. You can create an offense that fits the player. Sure. Don't make the player have to fit into your system. If you're a really good coach, 
you make the system fit your player because your players are always going to be different. So no and matter who the player is, whole you training dra- camp, preseason, and eleven and weeks for him to do that. There's no excuse. You drafted him. So I have one more story if we're interested. Sure, Von Wafer. Not Wafer, I'm sorry. Von Wafer. Von Miller. Von (laughs) Wafer is like an old NBA player. I don't know why his name keeps coming up. Von Miller. Um, He's being extorted for, I think it's $2.5 to $5 million by a woman he met in Cancun. I don't know. (coughs) Excuse me. A woman he met in Cancun last summer who recorded them having sex and is trying to shop their sex tape. So... He, he didn't know. Super Bowl MVP, oh, sex tape, that's worth about $5 million. Right, 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 right. Um, he knew that he just met her when they were in Cancun. Sounds like one of those planned trips where you invite a bunch of fun girls. She's trying to be an actress, and she they hosts all sometimes. Are. Yeah, <laughs> She hosts sometimes at a popular strip club in L.A. and so They all do. Oh, they Lord. met and became friends, and now she's trying to extort him. So, there you go. Be careful of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Mike? Be careful. You went on this luxury trip on my DraftKings money. I don't know what you did. <laughs> I don't know, but someone might be extorting you, and then you're going to have to really go like high roller on me in DraftKings. Whenever you want. <laughs> uh, let's Only other news, I guess, yeah. is oh. big news for LA is that we broke ground on our new stadium today. Stadium's being yes. built. And they, they're projecting it to be ready for the 2019 season. Yep, $2.6 billion. Can't come soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Entertainment complex. <laughs> Right mm-hmm. next door to the forum, right under the um, line of the airport. So it looks yeah. beautiful. They said they'll open it up. You can hear ocean breezes. <laughs> Get the ocean breeze. Really? That's kind of far <laughs> they from said the that ocean. This morning, that's kind of what Sounds I thought too. Good. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, like that. Smog. I was going to say, how, yeah. how are you going to hear the that's ocean? That's the way there? they sold it. Well, I'm sorry, not hear the ocean, feel the ocean breeze is what they said. The okay, well, you open know what? It, it does get cooler over there <laughs> than, you know, maybe the valley. So I guess that could be <laughs> ocean cooling. Sure. Right? We'll go with that. <laughs> we'll roll with it. Uh, let's look at uh, some of the matchups for this weekend. Maybe some, some fantasy players to watch out for. Uh, first off, anyone on Pittsburgh draft or start this week. They are playing Cleveland, who is terrible. <laughs> and Pittsburgh is furious that they lost that game to Dallas. They're going to score 9,000 points <laughs> against well maybe not. They maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. They but, should be embarrassed. But I don't care who you start on Pittsburgh's offense. They're going to get points this week. They're fired up. Mike looks like you disagree with me. No. Oh, okay. I think you're right. I think <laughs> if there was one Brown I would take would be Terrell Pryor, though. He's the only Brown that produces, really, these days. Um, I think it's honestly going to be a good week for quarterbacks. I really like Matt Stafford's matchup at home against Jacksonville. I've already talked about Jacksonville. Um, what was the other one that I was... Oh, um, I think Kirk Cousins, Sunday night... It's going to lead Washington to a victory over Green Bay at home and officially eliminate Green Bay's chances at the playoffs. Green Bay has looked like trash this season, so that doesn't surprise me. That that sounds very doable. I would look mm-hmm. for Marcus Mariota. And That's another one. That's been your highlight team, one of them, all season long. You've been Tennessee, like, they're good. I think they can win the division now. This is the game, though. though they have to win against Indianapolis. Yes. Whoever wins that game is, is alive in that division, and the loser's out. So, Tennessee's got to win this weekend. Um, also, 
Odell Beckham, I know it's a common person to start, but I think you'll have a really big game against the Chicago Bears' weak defense. The one person I think is going to struggle this week, mm-hmm. we just talked about the Cowboys, is I think that uh, Zeke is going to struggle. I think Ezekiel is he's due. He's due for a not-so-great game. The, the Ravens have an amazing rush defense, and I think this is the week. Actually, if, if I could just say it, I think the Ravens are going to beat the Cowboys this week. That's your upset oh, this week? Okay. I could see it. Interesting. Um, here, um, you know, my upset, as much as we were praising them earlier, I feel like somehow Tampa's going to upset Kansas City. Wow. I don't know how, but I feel like this could be like that trap game for Kansas City. Kansas City's 17-2 and two in their last 19 games. Mm-hmm. Something crazy, but yeah, maybe. And then we are off next week due to Thanksgiving. Make sure you eat plenty of turkey. But we have three games on Thanksgiving, so we'll just... Try to predict those really quick here. So, first off, we got... Um, we have NFC North battle, Detroit at Minnesota. Again, we don't know what might happen this weekend, obviously, if injuries. That can certainly change mm-hmm. things. But Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota's just free-falling to mediocrity. Yeah, I think Detroit will win th- at home. Yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that one. Dallas home against Washington. If, I- if Dallas... Pulls off the win against Baltimore. I think they lose to Washington on Thanksgiving. But if they so Dallas has a loss coming either Sunday or Thursday, yes. no matter what. Yeah, Dak's finally going to lose sometime in the next seven days. I think the best part of Dallas on Thanksgiving is their uniforms. I love their Thanksgiving uniforms. Um, Watch the throwbacks, them. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're nice. And then, and then the third game, I think is actually it's a very intriguing game. Both teams' seasons are really on the line in it. Indy hosting Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I, I think that it's going to be a compl- it's going to be a huge shootout in that one. I think definitely. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. If you want to make some money though and do like a parlay, of the three winners you got Detroit, <laughs> Pittsburgh, and Dallas. I'm you're on Detroit, a little Dallas. win streak on me on DraftKings. All of a sudden, you're turning to like super <laughs> bookie guys. Yeah. No, I'm not. Get your money no. and report back. <laughs> Let us know if you <laughs> take know if any of Mike's advice. Listen, and how it don't works forget for you. last night. I I thought the Browns were going to beat the Ravens and get a win. So I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I, I thought the Bills were going to beat Seattle a couple Me weeks ago. I was close. I got really close on that one. That was close. Yeah. I remember. But so that that's our breakdown of tonight's game and what's looking forward, what we're looking forward to over the next week. Again, we'll be back in two weeks because we're going to be busy eating lots and lots of turkey and watching some great football next Thursday. But in the meantime, you can talk to us on various forms of social media. Your Highness, Mr. DraftKings, Michael Rippey, how can people reach out to you? Um, you can find me on social media at Mike Rips. By the way, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And if you have any leftovers, just send them. I'll send you my address. Just let me know where I can get them. Yeah. Um, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Um, it's Jill. You can find me at Stiletto Jill. Check out jocksonstilettojill.com and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hey, guys, you can follow me at JJ Jurgens and at TomGirl.TV. And happy Thanksgiving. And you can follow me on Twitter if you want to talk wrestling at Real Rosenberg. Enjoy the turkey, the stuffing, the cranberries, the ham, whatever else you cook. I make my famous buffalo chicken dip. That's my little specialty. <laughs> that, that's you that mm. does that wrestling show? Uh, some other guy. That, <laughs> that, looks, that looks like me. It's, it's weird. And for all your other AfterBuzz TV news, follow him on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Michael Rippey, Jill Monroe, and JJ Jurgens. I'm Josh Sheriff. Happy Thanksgiving. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.